The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. From a clash at the castle, everyone went all out, but it's the fallout that's been dominating the headlines. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bunker Mania, Bunkerzilla UK's official pro wrestling podcast. I am Jeremy Graves, and joining me, I'm very excited for the first time in a while now, because it has been a while since we've been able to do a show together, but my cohort in crime, the man behind all the ones and twos, as they like to say in the audio biz, it is the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. Good sir, how are you doing? And welcome back. I'm back, and I'm feeling somewhat. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited to be back, but it's still like a, it's been, it's been a busy couple of weeks, hasn't it? And months, <laughs> and, and kind of months in a bit because yeah, I, I have. We haven't been able to do the live shows or or a, a together show, to be honest, because of things like uh, getting stuff ready for uh, the Kirkon convention, which. We we for the first time in like I think maybe we definitely we've definitely seen each other in the flesh during the first year of the podcast, but for a long time it's like we we briefly saw each other in the flesh in the Warwick Art Center for all but a fleeting five minutes or yep. less than five minutes because then I had to go and uh, sort some other bits and pieces out really, um, but no, it was lovely to actually see Jeremy in person. It was delightful, um, and, and as we both actually said at that point, little peek behind the curtain, everybody. But we sort of both were at a convention, and I was kind of there. I'll say under cover of darkness because people didn't know I was going to be there. It was kind of a little surprise, but we both literally said, "Oh, it's nice to actually just see you without it being a podcast." Once, yes, <laughs> it was just kind of that weird thing of, "Oh, we can be us in real life," sort of thing. Yes, it was like, how are you doing? We're doing good. Right, don't mind me. I've got to take this giant Canon cinema camera to the main hall to film the ball. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and, and that was the that was the, the summation of our brief uh reunion in, in person, so to speak. But yeah, other, other than that, so uh so yes, yeah, so I've been getting doing a lot of stuff with with the convention that's winding down now. Uh and already it's a it's a good sign that I'm I'm kind of finding my convention groove a bit because it's like I'm already thinking about what I can do for the next event in 2024. Uh whether that be what 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 type of what type of premium live events could I create and stuff like that. So uh yeah, it's it's been it's been good. It it was it was exhausting and at times very stressful, but it's like by the end of the weekend. I, I got my I feel like I got my mojo back a little bit on it so it's like okay okay I, I think I think there's life in the convention doggo just yet uh, indeed then, I, I hear you on that completely yeah and um, then yeah it's like ooh, I think yeah it's just it's just trying to align align schedules and stuff because obviously we, we've both been busy in our own sort of uh, personal side of things with 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 jobs with engagements that sort of stuff life and uh, life <laughs> just generally life yeah, uh, and and the occasional football game. I mean, for, for Jeremy, it's Arsenal. For me, it's Reading. Yeah. Which Indeed. I think we're, we're, at, we're, at, we're, at we're, the time we're, we're recording, though, not this weekend. It should be said. So, of course, of yeah. course, rest in peace, Her Majesty. Mm. Um, but um, in terms of the football, I think we're both kind of doing okay with the football at the moment. I mean, not to deviate too much off topic here, but from an Arsenal perspective, it's in six games we've won five. That's so good. I'll take that. I That's could break good. into a "We Are Top of the League" song, but I won't for the sake of, our, of, of all of our listeners and viewers. <laughs> I think, I think, with the exception of a cup game, I believe we have won all our home games, mm. and yet, 
And yet for a team that has been uh, financially sanctioned by the EFL and we're in like the top three of the championship, it's it's a bit weird. And it's like, oh, is this what it's like to win again? I'm not sure. <laughs> actually, come to, come to think of it, we've actually played seven games if you include the Europa League game from last night, which... so. Full disclaimer, everyone, we're recording this on the evening of Friday the, the 9th of September just because we wanted to get something to get yeah. the show back underway properly and this was kind of yeah. the only time amongst life stuff going on in general, just mm-hmm. literally, just to make it an all-encompassing term. So we're doing this now and it was sort of very... From a wrestling point of view and a life point of view, especially the last 24 hours from a UK perspective as well, mm. it's been very unique. And... Yeah... Yeah, you know what? We won't, for want of a better phrasing, we won't dwell on on the stuff that has happened in relation to the Queen, because obviously it's happened. It's a monumental thing that has happened, and there will be more time to digest that and really take that in a lot more. But um, but forgive the complete tonal shift that I'm about to do, everybody. But uh, just for a quick bit of housekeeping, welcome to the show. If you are a first time listener, we do generally talk wrestling rather than actual real life and football. But we haven't seen each other in freaking ages, so this is our chance to catch up. Thank you for enjoying that bit. But now, on to the wrestling. If you feel so inclined, you can join us on YouTube. We will be getting back to a all-going-well fortnightly live format in the coming weeks and months, so you can make sure to look for Bunkerzilla UK on YouTube. And if you hit the subscribe button and give a thumbs up on the videos there if you feel so inclined, you can be notified as to when we will have upcoming broadcasts. And big Mm -hmm. shout out to our audio podcast listeners because we know you're out there. You more than likely have hopefully enjoyed my recent audio solo shows that I've been doing while Ian's been away. I did a couple talking about a variety of topics that occurred. So if you are someone who generally tunes in for the video version, there are a couple of extra shows in audio only form that you can find right now on the likes of Apple, Spotify, you name it, Decadane San here has done his best to make it available on those platforms. If you'd like to, hit the subscribe button on those. And if you also would like to tell a friend about the podcast, we would really, really appreciate it. Just to get the eyeballs on it, or the, I was going to say the ear balls, that's not a way to put it, the ear no. holes. The ear holes indulging in the podcast. That sounds even worse. That sounds even worse, Jeremy. The <laughs> eardrums. There you go. They, that Better, better. I like We would that. like people's audio receptors to properly <laughs> engage with the podcast. Hey, it's Friday night. I, I can make this work. <laughs> the hearing senses. There we go. It's done. It's there done. you go. It's done. Fine. But um, if you are watching this on uh, YouTube, uh, the link to the audio podcast is below. So you can catch up on Jeremy's solo episodes there. Uh, I think that's general housekeeping out of the way uh well there's no way to kind of um kind of move into it i suppose but let's talk about all elite brawling <laughs> that's a fun way to put it actually yeah mm, well. so so the way we're gonna do this everybody and look we'll put this out there chances are if you're listening to this you are most likely someone who is already up to date with a lot of the wrestling happenings that have gone on so mm. you're probably very aware of the things that have been reported, that have occurred, specifically in AEW land we're talking here, over the past week since, well, literally all out ended, quite frankly, the pay-per-view, which we'll probably hopefully get into a little bit of detail on a bit later, but we're going to talk about the obvious big news to begin with. And that is the fact that immediately, well, pretty much immediately following all out, that the pay-per-view ended, MJF made his big unannounced return, as it were, and there was a clear direction for where things were going to go moving forward for AEW. CM Punk had just won the belt from John Moxley, which was a great match. Again, all going well. We can talk about that a bit more in depth a bit later from my point of view. 
MJF then came out after having won the casino ladder match as a mystery joker competitor with a mask on earlier in the evening. The direction was clear where we were going to go. Punk, MJF, most likely we would assume at the upcoming Arthur Ashe Stadium show, the big Dynamite Grand Slam slash Rampage Grand Slam shows that they're going to do. Then the media scrum slash press conference happened. And it opened with, I believe it was the first person that was out there, was actually CM Punk. Yes. And there wasn't actually a question asked by any of the media, because if memory serves, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, it actually started with Punk asking the media a question, which was something to the effects of, are there any sort of self-proclaimed wrestling journalists here? At which point, when you heard that, there was that thing of, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I can't remember this of the of the, the, the real fine details of it, but yeah, it was a it was a a question asked out, and it linked to it just it was somehow a segue towards Colt Cabana, because as a bit of a pre uh, as a bit of a pre information going into this press conference, there had been the odd news report here and there that Colt Cabana was no longer on AEW programming and had been moved to Ring of Honor, which may or may not have happened. It's it, it's not being it's not being substantiated. It's not being confirmed as true. But there was there was the rumor or the suggestion that CM Punk had something to do with that. And I think the whole sort of rumor mill about that uh, led uh, CM Punk off onto the first part of. Uh, I would like to say a bit of a, a lengthy tirade. Yeah, about things. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not wrong at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the transcript here from Wrestle Talk, mm-hmm. which I, I can I can read about it. So, so um, yeah. So initially queried about the situation of Colt Cabana in, in AEW, which led to Punk going off on the EVPs and Adam Page, and this is this is what the transcript from Wrestle Talk has has managed to. And I will to- also preface this as well. If you're not aware of this, keep in mind, Tony Khan is sitting right next to CM Punk while this is happening. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So, so basically, Punk begins with this. It's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy, Colt Cabana, since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't effing manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and put into a media that I got someone fired when I have F all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps, and the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is effing embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's part of the of the retort or the part of the um, the musing on on his falling out of Colt Cabana and and the legal issues that they, that they had there as well. Um, so... Yeah, we have that bit. That, that's that, that's part one. That's of this. part one. <laughs> the the punk direction turns to Hangman Adam Page next because it carries on going. What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed effing dumb f like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and effing go into business for himself? What did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. Um, now I now. In terms of and in terms of looking at this, this apparently relates to a promo 
that Hamang Adam Page did in the run up to Double or Nothing. And I think yes, I think the promo in question is when he said, "I am fighting to save AEW from you from CM yeah, Punk." It's the one which, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the one which was a very impassioned promo, but in the mm. context of the story, it did feel very left field. But at the time, I just took it to be. Hangman's really got a game face on here, and I didn't really think anything more of it. But seemingly, Punk had kind of kept that kind of in his back pocket of, I'll remember that for a bit later on. And on the first Dynamite when he, well, it was after he had come back following, sorry, get my words out. The first Dynamite back following his injury, where he cut a promo, he began by calling out Adam Page, which was not planned. Mm. And basically just called him out. There was obviously no response and pretty much just went, well, that's coward S, basically, rather than cowboy S. Mm. And then moved on to talking about Moxley from there. So that was kind of his receipt or retort, if you will, for getting one back with him. But clearly wanted a bit more to say about it. And that was what that was stemming from. Yeah, in terms of that sort of like, that sort of direction from Adam Page, uh, not Adam Page, yeah, Adam Page, yeah, Adam Page. Sorry, yeah. too many names, just punk Hang, pages. Just call him or- Hangman, it's easier. Hangman, <laughs> Hangman. Um, we will come back to that because there have been other promos that have said kind of similar things or more disparaging things about punk in the ring on a microphone. And yet this is the one. Well, from what I can gather, and this is from what I've been like reading and listening to as well. It's seemingly that punk was unaware that stuff like that was going to be said. Because one might say when it comes to like, for example, this is little tangent, but it's relevant. There's been a story in recent times that originally at All Out, we were going to see Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara have a match. And Mm. there was a segment taped for Rampage where I think Sammy cut a promo on Eddie Kingston, but seemingly he kind of added in dialogue or subject matter that wasn't going to be said. And Eddie was not at all happy about it. I think it was relating to his appearance or something, maybe about his weight or something like that. Yeah. So, and then after that, there was some kind of, thing that happened backstage which actually led to Eddie Kingston being suspended which is why we didn't see him for ages but no one found out until the suspension was over because Kingston yeah. said it himself Yeah. so that's kind of an example of another thing that sort of happened that's perhaps not got out but yeah this is kind of the, the, the timeline of that in that seemingly Punk had no idea that stuff was going to be said but that was also perhaps a lot more real personal feelings as opposed to business feelings if that makes sense uh, okay Okay, um, I'm just going to carry on this this last little bit of of his uh, his uh, thing. So obviously, um, so uh, here we go. So it's it's not it's not, and in brackets here it says Tony Khan's position to make it very effing clear. There are people who call themselves EVPs that should have effing known better. I'm trying to run an effing business, and when someone who hasn't done a, God, a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry, it's a disgrace to this company. We're far beyond apologies, I gave him an effing chance, it did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is obviously the calling out of a page on um, on Dynamite, which wasn't answered. Which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his effing level, but that's where we are right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have an effing problem with me, take it up with me, let's effing go. Uh, yeah, and um, suffice to say, I think some people uh, decided to take him up on that advice. Not necessarily so, in, in terms of trying to be violent, but in terms of, okay, 
you want to talk about it, let's talk about it in this sort of way. So I'll let you carry on. Yeah, so this is where we get to the next part of the story, because there's, there's more stuff that Punk says. Like, I think he says something about MJF when he was asked, what do you think about going against MJF? And there was something to the effect of, I'm tired of wrestling these these guys. Wait, there yeah. was a comment like that. I can't remember exactly, because I haven't got the... It's like, pr- I think it was something like, it's like, I don't, it's like, why do I have to deal with that prick? Yeah, it was something In to that way. effect, yeah. 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 So punk eventually goes and by all accounts there was like a timer on each person's segment in the, in this media scrum so it was about 20 minutes or so i think mm-hmm. he goes backstage tony khan is still handling all the media duties so he is there with each person that's coming out the conference continues part of the way during this media scrum it's come out later and there is some video to indicate it as well yeah randomly a security slash police guard of some kind suddenly runs out the room. And it was that thing of like, okay, someone's clearly got into the backstage area or something. You know, you don't think anything yeah, more of you it. Don't, yeah, you don't. But security's been called. Clearly, something's got to get taken care of. Fine. The reason that guard was being called is because there was what some people have called a brawl. Some people have called a melee. Some people have just called an out-and-out fight happening backstage, seemingly, between CM Punk and... His the person that trained him, who was on Dynamite prior to All Out, a steal, mm-hmm. for want of a better word, versus the Elite, <laughs> the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and yeah. this stemmed from them hearing the comments that Punk had said, and effectively going to the locker room to to talk slash escalate, hash it out, whatever. Yeah. But ultimately, this turned into a fight. Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth saying that there are, and Jeremy's already mentioned this, but there are sort of differing sides of how this is all kind of started or kind of this all kind of went down. Um, I think from one side originally, punk side, punk and steel side was basically the young bucks were literally trying to kick down the door. The jokes of no, they didn't super kick and slap their thighs, um, but um, they were shouting yeah. super kick party trying to get in through the door. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, that's kind of soft, but just basically they just really wanted to get into the room to talk to him. Um, and then uh, I think this is, I think this is from one of the latest fightfuls that I watched. Uh, I think on Wednesday or just no, I think maybe just after um, where they where basically Bucks and Kenny went with. Uh, I believe uh, Christopher Daniels, who's one of the talent relations officers yep. now there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I forget the name of the head of legal. I forget her name. It's Megan something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So the head of the I... head of legal. So yeah. there's a so there's a conflicting force. Obviously, they want to talk about it, but obviously that they may they may have done it in the most appropriate way possible, saying, "Okay, we're going to have a talk with him. Can we just get some official support just to kind of keep an eye on things?" The final matter is. I'm saying this, and it's just, but the bad matter is, we really don't know how this started. But the bottom line of the of the reporting is that in this brawl, apparently Punk punched Matt Jackson. Apparently, A Steel grabbed a chair, threw it at Nick Jackson, which it did hit him, gave him a black eye, uh, and then pulled and uh, pulled the hair off, and also bit Kenny Omega. Uh, side little stories have come out of Kenny Omega uh, trying to uh, taking CM Punk's dog Larry out of the room before returning to the fracas room for the safety of the dog. Um, I think additionally to that, I think Ace Steel's wife was also in the room who was in the building being looking after Larry while the show was going on. And like 
again, there are so many different reports and stories, but yeah. some of it is like that the reason that Ace Steel kicked off is because he was trying to protect his wife and Larry, I guess we could add to that. Mm. And part of the reason, and seemingly, again, this, there's so many different variations, but from the biting yeah. element of it, for example, it was like a, one of the stories that's come out literally in the last day or two at the time we're recording is that apparently it was Kenny trying to pull a steel off someone that yeah. he was seemingly fighting with. And then Ace thought he was going to try and choke him. And so pulled his hair and bit him to try and get him off, not realizing he yeah. wasn't actually going to be attacked. But it's just, yeah. Either way, this this happened. All of this yeah. has occurred. And what it's ultimately led to after, quite frankly, a really difficult couple of days for Tony Khan and the, the upper echelon of, of AEW, you can imagine, because they've just had what I thought was a fantastic pay-per-view. Was it perfect? No. Was it really freaking good? Heck yes, it was. It's a really successful pay-per-view. Punk's come back. He's won the belt, which I'll get onto my thoughts on that as I was watching the main event at the time, spoiler-free at the time I was watching it. But they just had this amazing show. Everyone's on a great high. You can imagine that right at that moment in time, you're thinking, we, like I said at the top of the show, we know exactly the direction that AEW is going in. There's so much good right now, so much goodwill. There have clearly been problems, of re reported problems and such backstage, but things are getting worked out onward and upward. And this has just overshadowed any of that talk whatsoever. Hardly anyone is talking about All Out. And what this led to, as Tony Khan announced at the very beginning of Dynamite in a pre-recorded segment, the... He, I can't remember the exact words he used, but it was something to the effect of he has been forced to vacate the AEW World Championship and Trios Championships. Yeah. Of course, Punk had just won the belt and the first ever Trios Champions had just been crowned. And my first thought on that was, yeah, that, that's completely understandable. But also from a Tony Khan point of view, I kind of thought, oh, mate, you can't catch a break, can you? Like, mm. it's like for the second, uh, when you think about it from a purely television point of view, Punk's come back, won the belt for a second time, and is now not the champion again. But this time has actually vacated. It's none of this interim stuff, which I haven't got an issue with it, but it's vacated. I mean, the, the, the other element in this, if there was not a brawl backstage, Punk would have still had to vacate it because he tore on a tricep muscle during the All Out and during the All Out main event. Which is, which I, I mean, I messaged you as I was watching the main event because I didn't know exactly what happened after because I was watching it Monday afternoon, I think it was. Yeah. And I messaged you saying, I'm watching the match. Punk's grabbing his arm from side to side. I think he's got an injury. And obviously you were keeping quiet as to what had happened, so you didn't spoil it for me. Yeah. But I could tell something's not right, and I just thought, if he's injured again, what the heck? Like, you can't do third time's a charm at this point. So, no. all of the elite, plus Chris Daniels, plus Brandon Cutler, Pat Buck, who is one of the producers that works backstage. I've got no idea why Pat Buck's been suspended, because I've only ever seen his name been reported as suspended, but... yeah. Oh, but, but to finish, I thought, though, and Punk and Ace Steel have been suspended as well. Yeah, I'll just double check because that was from Sports Illustrated who confirmed that confirmed that mm. report. And uh, in addition to that, it was uh, Michael Nakazawa, and I think I might have said Chris Daniels already, but either way, it's a lot of people, both on-screen talent and behind the scenes, that have been suspended. Have you said Brandon Cutler? I did, I think, yes. There we go, yeah. So uh, Elite, Brandon Cutler, uh, Nakazawa... 
Daniels, Pat Buck. Um, also, uh, I believe it was later uh, confirmed that Steele was also uh, suspended. Um, to to the, to the understand at the moment, Punk has also got a suspension, mm-hmm. but also the issue is he's injured. And oh, and and I think the current state of play at the moment is there is there is an external investigation going in or happening, which is going to get to the bottom of this, and then maybe there are further repercussions there. But yeah, it's it's like after after a very difficult summer for AEW with injuries to people like Adam Cole, uh, Brian Danielson had his had his little uh, 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 stint on the sidelines, CM Punk yep. as well, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A very turbulent time. This has happened, and it's just it's. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone comes out of this looking good. Even, even Tony, to be perfectly honest, considering how, as as someone who is te- who is in overall in charge of AEW, and having uh, a talent like Punk kind of, just really uh, clearly have an issue or umbrage with a lot of things, and not just saying can we take this backstage and talk about it there instead of just kind of it's just you re, it's like i was watching video clips of 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 tony tony's reactions and it's just kind of like tony's just kind of the unfortunate deer sat in the middle of a pair of headlights just kind of unsure what to do and he's just slowly just drinking water and just looking more and more um what should i be doing and it's like but, well i mean do, do you blame him quite I frankly know, i i i know i know because mm. obviously you don't you, obviously you don't really expect this to happen but mm. but i think for i think for i think for a while there has been the sort of knowledge of this kind of thing of there needs to be a bit more not main structure but i think a bit more kind of stern leadership and so forth or basically tony Tony needs to be a bit more sterner or have the people around him to do that. And I um, think that's a good segue because I think him taking this action, which quite frankly was the only, what's the best word to use here? It was the only completely middle ground way of yeah. temporarily resolving this yeah. was to suspend all the parties involved and just go, no, you're all suspended until we've until there's been an investigation that's been cleared up. Yeah, so it's I mean, not taking a side because there's the other element as well that, you know, you've got, for want of a better phrase, the AEW original crew is part of all of this. You've got yeah. the biggest draw, arguably, in recent years of wrestling, one of the biggest stars in recent years, who's now in your company, who's clearly been a big part as to why the company has gone on a big upward trajectory the past year. What do you do? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, and I, uh, people people seem a bit confused why, like people like Pat Buck and that water sped. It's probably, and it's 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 been kind of kind of discussed on on other wrestling channels. It's probably because they just want to keep everyone who was involved sort of out of the locker room and not causing any further kind of gossip or he say he said she said that all that sort of mm. all that sort of stuff. And probably and and. To, to be honest, it's like a portion of the, those names were, were people trying to break up the fight. So it's kind of like it's probably just so they have a chance to kind of decompress, get make sense of what's happened in a way, and then and then and and come back once the investigation's done. But the the big question is in terms of of actions is it's kind of like how this fight started. It's like, well, what happened if 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 one side for for example one side. Punk's the one who started throwing punches without 
without provocation or something like that. Maybe even yeah. even from a verbal thing, it's like who it's like a still apparently throwing a chair. It's like that. It's like and there's some escalation people, there. There's escalation there, and and to be very honest, in any other business, if you threw something at your colleague and you hit and injured them, let alone a chair. Are, <laughs> and a chair. Surely there is bigger repercussions coming, as in you're getting fired or released. In a sense, it's 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 behavior. It's like either either something either they get things smoothed over, or basically whoever comes out as the party in the wrong. And, and to be perfectly honest, it seems like both part both parties are in the wrong in their own right. But I, it's it's just. It's the it's the it's the notion of it's the no it's the no the fact of the matter is is like I kind of feel and I don't like to say it like this but I kind of feel punks come off the worst out of this. I a hundred percent agree because the, oh, sorry, yeah, carry on. It, it's just it's like you partner it up with with the scrum or you with the, the with the media interview. It's kind of like there was there was no kind of. There was no kind of, again, uh, provoking or kind of trying to really get under Punk's skin about trying to find out an answer or something like that. This, 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 this tirade just happened. It's just kind of like, all right. And yeah, it's very different to the CM Punk that came back a year ago. And that's worrying. Yeah, and now... For the sake of being devil's advocate, as it were here, for the sake of discussion, there is an element where, you know, just had a match. It's probably in a bit in the moment, you know, if that makes it, adrenaline's still flowing. You know, we've all all been there, whether intentional or not, when perhaps we've all been a little bit fired up for whatever reason, and maybe have just said something in the heat of the moment. Now, I'm not calling what Punk said something, because what has also started to come out in the last day or so is that this may... Punk saying all of this stuff have been in the works prior to All Out for him to come out and say this during the media scrub. Yeah, I don't so, know how valid of a statement that is, so, but so that is something just, that's doing the rounds. Just to clarify this for listeners, uh, not in the sense of we are working people, because I, do, I don't think this is a work in the effing slightest, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, considering the, considering the lengths they've gone on this suspension to cut out Punk, the Bucks, Omega from the opening sequence and stuff like that and to kind of not reference them by name. Pretty serious, to be honest. But I think... So you're, you're referring to the fact that Punk was planning to say this come hell or high water yeah. at, the, at the end of the event. Yeah, he was going to address all of this, if you will. Yeah. He wanted to get it off his chest, like, for mm. real. But the other element now to consider is they are doing an independent investigation, like you said, as to what has happened. Everyone involved is going to be interviewed. But additionally, there will be people who are also in the close vicinity or, as has also come come out today, saw, quote-unquote, everything as it happened, according to the Wrestling Observer, because apparently one of the people who was basically there or is believed, I should say, to have seen everything as it happened, per the Wrestling Observer, is MJF. Now, I'm okay. not saying MJF is going to work this for his own game, because 
at the end of the day, this is a serious thing. There's another reason why they're not being named now is because there may be genuine legal ramifications from this fight. I mean, from like injuries that occurred, like there could be potential genuine lawsuits happening here. But the fact of the matter is, other talent and staff in the company will be interviewed and effectively will have to give their story under oath, in essence. Yeah. And MJF is yeah. seemingly going to be one of those people because he seemingly, I've said that word quite a lot now, but saw everything as it happened per the Wrestling Observer. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's. I think until the investigation's done, it's you. You can't really kind of look at it. You can't really try and try and, and try and come to your own conclusions of the way. It's basically, it, it, it. Yeah, like I said, it paints a very negative light about backstage at AEW at the moment. And it's a shame. Time. And it's a shame. It's a shame because it's like. They, this is a rough patch for them, and I think it's it's been a rough patch creatively. It's been a rough patch, uh, like logistically and behind the scenes in a way. And that's not that's not turn around saying all oh, I think's going horribly wrong. It's just at this point in time, things are not as not as it's like it, it's it's a weird it's a weird par- it's a weird transition. It's like at the end of All Out last year. I think the whole wrestling world is generally excited about what AEW is about to do because they had just brought in Punk. They just brought in Danielson. Adam Cole had just signed and appeared and all that. And everyone's buzzing for the future of this company. And within 12 months, a lot of things have kind of happened and changed and stuff like that. And talent, it's like, side side note, we had, we had the promise of the undisputed elite. Bobby Fish is now no longer with AEW. For some reason, for, for Cody's conflict. gone. Cody's gone. Um, we there's been obviously issues with the with the women's championship in terms of Thunder Rosa being injured and having to in, interim a lot of interim championships left, right, and center. It's 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 a very difficult third year. Um, some things about AEW in terms of 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 the valid criticisms remain. It's like I still feel that women's division is. I hate to say the word non-existent, despite the fact they had two matches at all out, but it's just like it's it pales in comparison to what WWE are now doing under Triple H. And it unfortunately, really... because WWE are now trying to yeah. elevate the women's division again, it's for want of a better phrase, it's showing. Mm. But, it's... but but one thing you can't and again, this is me sort of being a little bit devil's advocate here. That's fine. Is Dynamite this week was a great show. Despite yes. the fact that, that Punk, the Elite, were not mentioned at all, they were gone, not even referenced. It was like they'd just been wiped it, from memory. It seemed and, like it seemed like a very positive step forward, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I mean, and that's like, what it needed to be. Yeah, in terms of in terms of what happened on the show, you had MJF making the 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 the, the mocking baby face return. Oh, it was all, wonderful. All, all to be dis- derailed by John Moxley. And Moxley who cut a fantastic promo. About it's just like yeah. he is like he is like he the way that he is the heart and soul of AEW. That is that is the face of your company. It's like my honest like, opinion is he should still be champion right now. Because uh, yeah, when I was I, watch uh, just to get onto this point because this will lead into it. Yeah. When I was watching the Punk and Moxley match, and again I was watching it Monday afternoon. I didn't know the results because I purposely had stayed spoiler free. Yeah. I as the match was starting, I just thought. I get why more than likely Punk is going to win this because they clearly just want to do right. We cut it. We got we hit like a speed bump. We're on a diversion. Now we're back on the Punk train. Let's let's do the Punk thing. 
But given that what everything that Moxley had been doing in the months mm. prior, I just thought, no, run with this for longer. Moxley, Punk can easily get over this. Like a Chicago loss to win the title. And I don't think you know, a lot of people in the arena probably may have been annoyed, but Moxley's been freaking awesome. And there was part of me just as the match was going on, even more so when I suddenly started thinking, has he done something to his arm? Because when you're like feeling the back of what you're like feeling the back of one arm and you're then going to the other to quickly check it to see if it feels the same, i.e. your triceps, it kind Ooh. of implies you already know something's happened. Yeah. So yeah, I, I personally think that Moxley should have kept the belts. Mm. Let, not not least because MJF, you know, was going to be revealed and whatnot, but just in general. But the Punk MJF storyline made total sense to be the next direction. So I get it from both sides of the coin. But like you said, MJF coming out, doing that faux baby face promo, and then Moxley coming out and cutting an amazing promo was an excellent way to start what was potentially going to be a very tumultuous broadcast for AEW as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, it's just it, it just it just felt like it was a show going in a show getting back on track, and basically, yes, again we have another tournament to decide a champion, but at least it's not an interim. The only side is whoever's winning that belt is going to be losing that to MGF in probably two months, or may or maybe very very quickly, or or and it has been discussed the casino chip. It could be their version of Money in the Bank. Which it's not been before, but there was a key phrase that MJF used during his promo, whether that was just a throwaway line or that's just how it came out. Yeah. But it was something to the effect of, I can have a match anytime, anywhere I want. And mm. that's never been said in that specific way about a chip from a casino battle royal. One of the chances is like, I think even if Punk was healthy and fighting, I think MJF's taken that at Grand Slam. It makes sense to me. It, it makes sense. It, and then and then basically MGF can go off on a monster heel run. Be and then obviously get ready for the bidding war of 2024. Which is yeah, kind of cool, cool and catchy. Yeah, exactly. It rhymes far too well, quite frankly. Mm. But but yeah, so the, like you said, the, the world title picture is now I say another tournament, because I get it to a point, and it was actually a very well thought out tournament, all things considered, because it was pretty much Barring Omega, it was every past AEW champion that was in mm. the tournament because Jericho and Moxley got buys into the next round. Then you had Hangman in the first round going up against Danielson, which was a fantastic match on Dynamite. Really, really great. Nearly half an hour long match again. Those two mm. just got great chemistry. On Rampage that airs tonight, as we're recording, I don't know the result, but there's going to be the other first round match of Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen which mm -hmm. I really like the addition of, and they actually highlighted this in video packages of, this is effectively two of the pillars of AEW from like the, the young, the young crop of OG AEW talent that's that's been through lots of wars, had the TNT title. Now they're involved in the world title picture. Even if it's just in the first round of a tournament, that's where it's going. Mm -hmm. And with the way it's worked out, it's going to be Danielson v. Jericho next week in the next round. And I believe it's going to be Moxley facing either Guevara or Darby Allen in the next round. Yeah. Which either of those matches I'm game with as part of me that kind of really wants to see Darby and Mox go at it because those two will beat the piss out of each other and it'll be great. I mean, they have had a match before and it, were, and it was pretty good. But now this yeah. is like, this is, this is, 
this is almost wrestler of the year john moxley going for it now so it's mm-hmm. like it's like you really want to see that match um as for the I final and what the I final s- may be sorry you, you go first i think danielson's going to be in the final i badly badly want to see danielson be moxley yeah because you never know it could it could be a fracture for the Blackpool Combat Club. It probably won't be. But, well, it's not know. even that. It's, but remember before the whole Blackpool Combat Club thing started yeah. officially and they had that one match that was John Moxie basically going, I don't team with anyone until I've basically bled with them, like in a fight. Mm. This is now like the next evolution of that. And also, I just want Regal on commentary. <laughs> because <laughs> him adding with- stuff... Bl- Flirting with Excalibur, Scallywag. <laughs> He's going to get censored on US TV soon, Regal. I can feel it. <laughs> but but yeah, I really want that to be the final. And as for the trios titles, we immediately got a, new, a match to determine new champions. The reason that Hangman and Dark Order weren't in the match is because I think Alex Reynolds picked up an injury during yeah. the trios title match at All Out, which, fantastic trios match. There were so many little tiny callbacks to things that had happened in the past between the Bucks and Omega and Hangman, which it's almost a blink and you miss it. But being the annoyingly super fan of, of all that kind of stuff that I am and kind of picking up on finer details, it was a great little thing. So they weren't involved. But what we got was Best Friends in Orange Cassidy against Death Triangle. And ultimately, Death Triangle won. Great six-man tag. It already highlighted in two six-man tag title matches this is what these belts will be. Because more often than not, trios matches are not bad. They're really good fun if they're done right. Mm. And the fact is, well, I think Pac is now the... F- he, uh, he's, he's, the first two, uh, he's the first double champ. He's the first simultaneous double champ, yeah. So that's already freaking great. And I'm just looking forward to seeing where this goes next. Because if, if it's just going to work out that we're going to see these belts defended very, very regularly, I'm all for that. Because there are so many teams in AEW they could easily do this with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think it's just, again, it's like, as long as that's the last t- set of titles that Tony introduces for the foreseeable future, that will be lovely. Thank you. Because I cannot ha- I cannot handle any more belts. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, uh, ROH titles notwithstanding, it is already just with AEW on the front of them. It is getting a, a bit much. A little bit silly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's like everyone gets a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. What's this championship going to be? I don't know. Who can do the powerbomb concerto the best? Oh, there you go. What about you, a double champ? There you go. It's fine. (laughs) That sort of stuff. Yeah. And but just in general, though, like looking ahead, because the next big thing is going to be that Grand Slam double header, which apparently the Rampage show is going to be two hours again. So it's basically going to be a four-hour taping at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. There's a lot of stuff they can do. And in some ways, well, I say some ways, it's a real shame that Omega and the Bucks won't be on that show because last year at Grand Slam, which is hard to believe it was that long ago now, we got the 30-minute draw between Danielson and Omega. Yeah. And there's been no hint at all of when we ever might see that match again. And heck knows at this point if we will ever see the match again. Just call it like it is because we literally don't know. So we'll have to wait and see for that. But... But in terms of what could be on the show, one assume, well, we're going to have the final of the title tournament. We know mm-hmm. that. We know that the acclaimed are going to be getting a rematch against Swerve and Our Glory. And that match at All Out, it, it's very special. It's probably one of the few times you would have, you probably could have gone and should have gone, 
let's call an audible, let's change the belts now. Because if the if the acclaimed had won it that night, holy crap. But then winning it in New York where they're from, you also get the idea. Because one would assume they're gonna win the belts. Mm. And Max Caster may be able to do a rap. The funniest thing on Dynamite. There were so many little wonderful moments, but one of the funniest things on Dynamite was when the acclaims music hit and you could just tell everyone was going, oh yes, time for a Max <laughs> Caster rap. What's he going to say? And he doesn't get to say it because Swerve cuts him off. It was like, chef's kiss. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all see, we shall see. I mean, yeah, I think, I think all, hopefully signs point to them winning the belts at Grand Slam. Hmm. It's like, and it's, it's well, and I think it's well deserved. It's like during the bits of AEW that I have watched, I have thoroughly enjoyed the whole little, the whole little side story of the acclaimed and and the Gun Club, kind of going out on a on an adventure and and virtually inheriting Billy Gun, for for yep. for for one of the most insane T-shirts ever possible. Scissor me, Daddy. And it was the freaking top seller it's a fair play to them <laughs> and you know what as well i appreciate i'm saying a heck of a lot here but another thing that was really cool about dynamite the main event was daniel garcia and wheeler Utah for the rh pure title pure title notwithstanding but what that said to me as a statement not only because you know daniel garcia is a buffalo guy they were in buffalo new york yeah it made sense he was going to win the belt and all the stuff surrounding him and Jericho and Danielson and where he is mentally. It's a wonderful story they're telling that the fans have added to so much. But what them being in the main event also demonstrated is this was a very definitive statement of AEW's fine. We've got two of the brightest young talents here putting on a great match for a great championship with unique rules and they still made it work really well. And look what they did. It's like, yeah, the future's fine. There's going to be rocky roads ahead. There's going to be bumpy pavements and stuff. Potholes, if you will. But they're going to be fine. Do they need the biggest stars back? Yes. Because I have loved seeing Kenny Omega back. When he came back and his music hit, I got... This may sound ridiculous. I got proper goosebumps just because it's like, I've not I've not watched any of Omega's stuff. I've not listened to the music in so long. Just, just that, that heat of the moment. Oh my God, he's back. And also, I've just missed the introductions as well, where he's just like he's burying Will Ospreay and all of his introductions that Justin Roberts reading out and whatnot. Just so <laughs> <North> good, North Carolina. <laughs> just such good trolling, but uh, but yeah, AEW's gonna be fine. But this will very much be a transition period for however long this investigation time lasts. It's gonna be a little bit up in the air. Yeah, but one would like to think come October the ship will be steadied once again as to where exactly we're going. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think as, I think as well with, with the end, we've got some time, so we'll be moving over to clash of the castle and, and the whole heap of things that have been going on in WWE very, very shortly. But I think the, the, the positive thing of WWE now actually taking notice of what they're doing in kind of, in kind of fixing the small things to make bigger impacts. Hopefully that encourages AEW to, kind of double down and, and try and really push themselves out there. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of weird uncertainties out there, especially in the world of Warner Warner Brothers Discovery or Warner Warner mm-hmm. Media Discovery, whatever the, the unified company has been called mm-hmm. because, of, because of all the whole strange cost-cutting 
weirdness that's already seen films being completely canned before they're released and all that mm. sort of stuff. But um, of course, the counterpoint for that being that AEW's got to work with a variety of brands they've never had the opportunity to. Like, I mean, it means diddly squat over here in the UK, but Shark Week in America is a big thing on national television mm. in the US. So the fact they got to do a cross promo with that is a big thing. And because of how well that did, they got the opportunity to work with the new freaking Game of Thrones spinoff. The House of yeah. the Dragon or whatever it's called, which is, it was weird how they managed to make it work, like Dragon versus Dragon Slayer Garcia v. Danielson, but it worked. And the fact that they've now got Game of Thrones tied into the pantheon of AEW, it's a massive thing and getting to work with HBO as well. Well, they kind of already had it in with Winter is Coming. Was that ever an co- official Game of Thrones tie-in? Because I thought that ultimately was just a, a sting thing it, that no it, one realised. No, when, Winter is Coming is a phrase from Game of Thrones. No, it is, but, but I don't think that was Game of Thrones branded, though, specifically. It wasn't a cross-promotion. That was almost just like a convenient tie-in name. Maybe, I don't remember ever seeing advertising for Game of Thrones on at that. The, at the time they were talking, at the time they done it, then Game of Thrones wasn't on or wasn't a big thing. But obviously, mm. considering it is a Warner-owned network, and so forth. It kind of, you, you kind of put two and two together and say, hmm. it's it's like it's like for example when when the elite were all dressed up as the Tomb Squad to promote Space Jam Two. Yeah, and they did a Rick and, and Morty then, thing as well for a Halloween show, didn't they? Yeah, pre- yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So it's like it's not. It might not necessarily be complete. We're sponsored by this. It's like it's just the subtleness of it, I suppose. Exactly, the, but I guess it, it means. Sorry, I guess so. To, to sort of clarify my thoughts and to end that thought as well, it's the scale of the crossover branding. Yeah. that has changed now. And that's a big thing. So we'll see what happens next. Like, yeah. what, what other big shows are there that haven't been cancelled recently? Uh, <laughs> or films. I mean, you know, perfect world. I would have said, get a bunch of Batman stuff happening. Probably not now. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Michael Keaton Batman. Ben Affleck Batman is okay. He can turn up in Aquaman too. But not, but not, but not Michael Keaton Batman. That just confuses everyone. Yeah, let, let, let's not get into that because we'll, we'll be on that all night otherwise oh, because yeah, I know yeah. what we're like. But yeah. so, so that's a good segue. You mentioned it a second ago, talking about moving on to WWE and stuff. Let's talk about what's been going on over there because it's been a busy week of wrestling in general, let alone all of the fallout from All Out and whatnot. Yeah. There was an NXT show that took place a few hours before All Out, which was effectively the official closing of NXT UK and merging all the yeah. NXT, all the remnants of NXT UK that are still there into the main roster now. Yeah, it's it's more the it's more the uh, taking the parts of NXT UK that they're looking to carry on. So Tyler Bate is over there now. A few of the tag teams have moved over. Gallus is over there now. Uh, Blair Davenport, uh, obviously Bria Priestley, she's mm-hmm. in there now, and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of it's uh, it's kind of like a, a merging of the two brands for now because Trips what still wants to do his NXTs around the world, starting with NXT Europe. It's just, this was like the big plan before the pandemic came in mm. and everything changed for NXT. Um, yeah. So the only thing I've heard about, yeah. I haven't seen the show. I've heard it was a pretty good one overall. The only thing I've heard post the show is that Tyler Bate and uh, Brom Breaker teamed up and they're basically like the new Steiner brothers and this team needs to continue. <laughs> yes. Also, Check out Carmella Hayes versus Ricochet because that was effing awesome. Oh, this beautiful. Adding it to be- my list. There's this beautiful spot. It's not. It, it's like one of many amazing spots. It's a beautiful spot where they both jump on the middle ropes on either side of the ring 
and they spring across into the center of the world and they both cross body each other in the, in midair and just it's, it's it it's like these wrestlers should not be able to do it like that it's insane <laughs> that's what happens when you have various people that can that can move like spider-man in your company pretty much pretty much it is it, quite fun having the odd member of the main roster going down and that's actually quite that's actually quite an interesting uh, uh segue i guess into some of how nxt is being viewed on main roster now because people are acknowledging that people are acknowledging nxt runs again or basically acknowledging the past with nxt so charlotte um, flair back up to being like a 14-time women's champion or whatever possibly i'm not sure <laughs> um well charlotte hasn't been back for a while still she's still she's still she's still not on uh she's oh, fair, yeah. yeah. So she has, so, she is, she is, she is probably enjoying a rest after getting married and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's no, 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 nice. recovering from Ronda Rousey breaking her arm. This is true. The, yeah, yes, yes. Keep the K yes, Keep yeah. the K below. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I put it on the screen down below. But yeah, Clash of the Castle's been their big, their big, uh, big shindig over in Wales on the Saturday. Um, which again, which on the on on this particular podcast, on our podcast, when we first announced Clash of the Castle, I thought that was a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I effing hated it. But honest, I think I am happy to sit here corrected. And I'm and and this is also probably part because I went to the Wrestle Talk watch along and watched it with 250 other people. But regardless of how like the the main event with Drew and, and Roman turned out, that was a wonderful event to enjoy with wrestling fans. And it was just it it's like some people can argue it's a glorified house show. I mean, they had important story beats happening at the show. So it's not necessarily a glorious house show because the actual proper development stuff happened. But it it just it just from from start to finish, it was generally a very, very good show and probably one of WWE's best shows of the year. It goes to show what you can do when you fill out a giant stadium with really passionate UK fans doing very UK-centric chanting and actually wanting to see something. Yes. Indeed. It just goes to show what a bit of passion can do because it was a really fun show to watch and it has mm. easily one of the best matches of the year. And it, we're not necessarily talking about the main event. We, of course, are talking about the big man battle, which you as of today has been rated five stars according to the Wrestling Observer. That being the intercontinental title match, Gunther versus Sheamus. There, there are there are little bits that that the it, there are nice there are things to enjoy about this. The first important thing is Imperium is back together. Yes, I was so happy. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, they've changed Fabian Eichner to Giovanni Vinci, but it's like, oh, it's so good for Imperium to be back together. And it's and it's it's just like, oh yeah, Imperium, they're a big deal in NXT. It's like. We're remembering things. It's important. This is good. This is like the equivalent of like, this is a weirder comics analogy again now to use, but a few years back, DC did like a big thing called Rebirth, like a big sort of rebranding reset event because they had been doing the New 52 comic line for a good few years. And when the New 52 thing happened, a lot of things were just kind of dropped from the from the previous continuity of things mm. perhaps not acknowledged some things still carried on which made it a bit confusing but it's like you know there was one of the flash characters wally west just gone like just gone from existence just wasn't there now in the comics no one knew why and the rebirth they basically brought him back 
he was like stuck in like a time vortex or some kind, if I remember correctly, like in, mm. in the Speed Force, and had to basically pry his way out of the Speed Force and get Barry Allen to help pull him out so that everyone could start remembering him. This is what NXT is like now. Like they've kind of just pulled themselves out of the Speed Force, i.e. Triple H, and he's just pulled yeah. it back out. And now everyone's suddenly acknowledging what has happened. Yeah, this is the thing. I think, have we, did, have we done an episode together on SummerSlam? Or did you do that for an audio one? Because a lot of things have changed since SummerSlam. I genuinely don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> a lot because has happened Because it's like a lot, a lot of a lot of NXT talent who well, I, have, have either started moving into main roster or have come back from being released and so forth. So we have Dakota Kai. We have uh, Io. I was about to Io, Io Shirai. Now Io Sky. Uh, we've got Io Sky, who was probably on the way out, but obviously Triple H came in and said, hey, come back in. Be fun. Same for Dakota Kai and all that sort of stuff. Um, what other things? In terms of, oh, we've got, well, what else? We've got um, Dexter Loomis is terrorizing the Miz, which is bizarre and funny at the same time. And it's it's typical. It's typically silly that way. Uh, uh, Solo Sokoa is now on the main roster, part of the bloodline. Uh, the, re- the return that almost seemed an absolute cert to happen the moment Triple H took over. Johnny Organo is, is on Raw, and they've acknowledged his entire NXT run, which is even, even more insane, <laughs> in a way. Um, Try to think what else. And, and this past Monday, Braun Strowman's back. Not, not with choo-choo train sound effects this time. I mean, yeah, he did kind of lay waste to a, the Raw tag team division, but it was nice to see Braun back and tipping <laughs> things over and going, I'm not finished with you, and he's off to SmackDown now to do the same. Probably, I've probably, I've probably missed, I've probably missed out more random things. But again, it's like it's, it's like I was saying a bit earlier. It's Triple H has come back in, and or Triple H has come in, and just kind of is kind of getting fundamentals right, or the fundamentals that you would expect a wrestling show to have, which Vince McMahon just forgot or didn't like care. like continuity, and 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 more importantly, Jeremy. Wrestling, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> because there's been wrong. considerably a lot more wrestling on these shows now. Um, we've had we've had great character resets. Kevin Owens has gone back to Price Fighter, the original NXT gimmick, complete with original NXT Titantron, which is amazing. I probably I kind of probably geeked out when I saw that for the when he came out for for a match with Chad Gable. It's, it's like, little details that you one. notice, and you've been rewarded it, for it. It's like it's like I love the what I love the time trying him just kind of like stalking a very dark, dimly lit like a ring or something, like that, and then just charging forward, looking angry. It's amazing. It's fun. He's becoming like the the ultimate tweener now of being he's he's being a bit of a dick, but he's also a bit of a badass at the same time. And it's and it's really really good. It's just it's it's like the mid card belts mean something, and we've seen it sort of kind of uh, cumulate with Gunther versus Sheamus. It's like the Intercontinental title meant something. It's really even the US title meant something. You had you've had Jamper challenge for it. You've had the Miz. You've had your AJ Styles challenge for it. It's it's a lot. It's like it's just getting fundamentals right. And it's like it's like even even Drew Drew had a great promo against Kevin Owens a couple of weeks back. Kind of just clearly not on a scripted direction. He just let at it and just kind of got shouty with Kevin Owens and said, I'm a two-time champion. I've beaten Goldberg. I've beaten Lesnar. Don't you tell, talk to me like this and put your BS like that. Now we should fight because we're wrestlers. Let's effing wrestle. I mean, look at the promo that the, the promo thing that happened between Riddle and Rollins on Raw, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's just it's it's getting it's getting storytelling. It's getting fundamental storytelling right, and getting it. It's like I, not everything has worked. I'll put my hands up, and I know not everything has kind of hit the mark a little bit, but it just it 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 feels less chaotic. It feels less throwaway. Things have weight to them now in a way, and if this is how we're starting. It's going to get, but it hopefully means it's going to get even better as we go along, especially as we start entering towards Rumble and Mania season around the corner. We've got we've got Extreme Rules coming up in October, which I do not believe Reigns is defending the belt. Then it's then it's Crown Jewel, which will probably oh, God, now really, which will probably now. Well, again, they did have Elimination Chamber. It's like, despite the the iffiness of the Saudi events, they actually have put story beats to them now so it's like they're mm. not just they are not just glorified house shows per se um and that's then, actually something we should sorry to, to derail what you're saying but you just mentioned about like roman like not defending the belt let's just quickly deviate back to clash at the castle and actually talk yeah. about the main event because man the crowd for this match i mean it helped they just seen seamus and gunther beat the lit- virtual literal piss out of each other and it was a freaking phenomenal match if you can only watch one match from Clash at the Castle, watch Sheamus and Gunther. That's all that's got to be said. But the main event with Drew and Roman, it kind of like I was mentioning when it came to like, when it came to something on All Out, when it came to like the acclaim, like mm. this is a time and a place you need to call an audible. Yeah, I get they want Reigns to be like the longest champion ever for like this century or whatever now it is, or just continue it. Mm. But if you can imagine, like you you look back at, they do all these video packages, like highlighting things, big moments in the history of the WWE. And SummerSlam 92, to use a comparison, is always one of them. Like they have that visual of a giant just going mentally packed Wembley Stadium. Mm. If they'd have done it with this crowd and Drew winning the belt, the place would have gone utterly mental. And you've got that visual forevermore. What they also probably could have done was actually let Roman win clean and people would have actually perhaps not been as pissed off with the ending. I mean, to be honest, like Roman has been getting support in his matches. I mean, you look at SummerSlam, the Usos, Sammy helped him bury Brock Lesnar under desks and stuff like that. So it's it's it, it's kind of, it, he's becoming a champion that's becoming kind of, Desperate. That's obviously a heelish tactic. Mm. Is you're becoming desperate that you will find yeah. some way to to survive, to not drop a belt or so forth. Mm. I mean, the chart. The, I mean, it, it's rumored that eventually those belts are going to get separated again. I don't know how. Why? <laughs> well, because it's kind of like you kind of need a, a world champion on each show, and if Roman's not turning up on both shows due to his new contract. Just have a world champion that's under a regular contract. Problem solved. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, Karrion Cross is back. Forgot to mention that. And he we was sitting in the crowd. He had a great view of the match. Yeah, yeah. And we, we completely, entirely forgot his first main roster run. Brilliant. Because, <laughs> because Probably of, for the best. <laughs> probably, probably. Anyway, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I can, I, I think, yeah. I mean, this was a moment to take a belt or to take belts or a belt off roman it's it is frustrating they haven't done it but i think at the time a lot of people were frustrated and i think doubling down with tyson fury karaoke was probably not a good idea okay so (laughs) let's talk about tyson fury for a second so i 
belly laughed when he knocked out Austin Theory when that he was ran out. That was beautiful. It's like the moment you he, you see him run towards the area where Tyson is, you go, oh no, you're getting punched, boy. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was perfect. Sold it beautifully as well. It's like, oh no, down I go. I am, it's like, I am dead for this evening. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, Drew loses because Solo Sokoa made his debut and is now, yep. you know, the, the, you know the, the the missing piece of the Uso puzzle, I guess, if you'll call the it. The third Uso. There you go, the third Uso. The, the, the already part of the bloodline, not has to be indoctrinated like Sami Zayn type thing. Like, genuine bloodline member. Well, it's like Sami Zayn's not really indoctrinated. He wants to be part of the bloodline. And side note, Sami Zayn is a is the bloody best. treasure. He's the best. He is like in in a perfect world, and I and I have this. I think I had this chat with uh, uh, Chopper Pete from Wrestle Talk after the show on Saturday. If Sami Zayn was the one to dethrone Roman, <laughs> in classic, no, it's like because Kevin Owens has kind of started getting under Sami's skin a little bit, of saying, "What happened to the old Sami Zayn?" You know, from NXT. So obviously, the clean shaved beard, the short hair, mm-hmm. the the flap cap, and all, and and the jaunty scar style music, all that sort of stuff. It's like imagine if he, if he, if he, after falling foul of the bloodline, eventually, and it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. He just he becomes babyface and just is reborn or re- rebirthed into his original gimmick and puts on the insane matches that he used to put on while he was in NXT. That would be a terrific. That would be like, that's your style making defeat of Roman Reigns. That would be amazing. Mate, Survivor Series. Survivor Series traditional tag, the bloodline versus whatever five-man team you want. Yeah, that's probably where we're going. Yeah, it writes itself and it'll be great fun. You never know. They might actually invite NXT in for Survivor Series this year. But but surely they've they've never done that before, meaning they have. It's not like it's not like Triple H now kind of runs an overseas all free brands. Shawn Michaels is is head of NXT now, but it's not like they're going, hey, 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 get Braun and some friends. Let's let's have a match. It'll be fun. Hey, look, the sooner we can get the new Steiners up on the main roster, the better. You know, <laughs> pretty, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, where, it, where were we going with this? We we're talking um, about Tyson Fury and the fact we had. Oh we got, God! So Drew loses, and he's getting you know an ovation from the crowd. Mm. And suddenly Tyson Fury steps in the ring and he's got a microphone. No, before and, and, before oh, before this before this, Tyson Fury's actually in the ring and he's looking at Reigns and the belts, which makes me think, oh God, don't do Roman versus Tyson at Crown Jewel, because that'll annoy me. I it's mean gonna they're, gonna do it, they're gonna do it anywhere. It's gonna be there. Yeah. There will mania. So there was part <laughs> of me thinking, okay, well, Tyson Fury and Drew have occasionally exchanged words like online or like in random interviews, I think it was. Like they yeah. kind of said some words to each other. So it was me thinking, this is the moment when Tyson will just go, you let the UK down, bosh, knock him out. Send, yeah. send the people home with that in their brains. But no, instead, Tyson Fury starts singing. And he carries on singing. He starts singing American Pie by Don McLean. Yeah, which a lot of people didn't know going in. Because it's one of those things, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you've got to wait, does, you've got to wait two minutes until the chorus. He does it at the end of um, he does it at the end of all his boxing matches. In a way, he does I, don't, I don't watch boxing, so I don't know. Okay. Um, Carry on. But yeah, so he keeps singing, and eventually he stops. And then Drew, you could tell there's that feeling of, ah, oh, thanks, Tyson. It's like, great. 
Really and appreciate so, uh, that. Uh, uh, Harry to be here. I'm smiling, but I'm really effing pissed on the inside. And it's like, <laughs> oh, let's do another song. Do you know Sweet Caroline? To which Fury goes, nope. <laughs> okay. And he's like, we'll okay. do some Oasis. <laughs> which I'm just like, Oasis? Like, come on, Drew. Could have done 500 miles by, by the Proclaimers. And I would work five on. <laughs> and then he just, he should have played more Tyson Fury and it would have been amazing. And I was like, that's fine. It makes up for the fact that Drew isn't a champion. Yeah. <laughs> and then Drew then goes, oh, well, I think we're out of time. Bye, everyone. And the show ah. ends. It's like, what? That's the ending? <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. This is the first stadium show in the UK for 30 years and you end it on damn karaoke? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Some people paid a thousand pounds to sit in the front row and they got and to see the show end with karaoke. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, the 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 only kind of big highlight from like that, because they had their own they had their own press conference afterwards. Which I've I've seen one clip of it and it's the, amazing. Uh, the, the only clip the only clip of this which is worth watching is Roman Reigns has come out, he's had his big main event, he's got both he puts both the both belts on the table, he sits down. And uh, I think it's Alex McCarthy from, uh, I think it's TalkSport or Daily Mail or something like that, kind of just goes, well, how, how does it feel to be in the Cardiff arena for that big match? And he just goes, and, and Roman just stares at him for daggers through him and just goes, acknowledge me. I do acknowledge you. Good. Off goes no, no, no. He, I think he actually said, you're goddamn right, you do. Right. <laughs> Picks up the belt and walks <laughs> off. And just, just skedaddles. <laughs> and it's like, the fact is like, yes, that is a, that is a kayfabe, press conference in a way but i kind of liked how they did that that's actually quite yeah. i mean it's like some people go oh the copy and it's like but no if you're gonna if you want to further stories a little bit with your own like mock press conference that's actually quite fun yeah they're, they're, put it this way a stark contrast of press conference to yes, all out one. it's like just i go acknowledge me or start swearing about your evps i mean <laughs> make i mean triple h is so i'm pretty certain triple h would just be going no <laughs> the thing is, though, as well, the funny, endeavor you. <laughs> in a way, though, the funniest part about that Roman clip that I saw was he, he he says, you're damn right you do, grabs the belts, walks off. The camera's just slowly panning back, and there's an yeah. awkward silence. You suddenly hear someone go, well, that concludes Roman Reigns' press conference. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear all the reporters just burst out laughing. It's great. Oh... <laughs> But and it, that's the moment when they all knew what this press conference was. They were like, "Ah, oh, yeah. we've been swindled." Nah, it's a bit of it's a bit of it's. it's I think depending on the talent, it's either a bit of a bit of both, a bit of both actual chat and stuff. Because it's like Gun- Gunther in the like the pre-press conference of the event was speaking very highly of Sheamus and so forth, just saying, "Oh yeah, Sheamus doesn't get enough credit," and he's right at this moment in time. It's like he doesn't get enough credit for the for the, for being the ass kicker that he is. Um, but John, actually, you just sorry, just while it's in my brain, you just mentioned Seamus. Another thing they were doing on the show for Drew and Seamus was acknowledging UK slash Irish promotions they've wrestled for. Yeah. They were outright just naming them. And I'm just like, what planet am I living on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, side the side thing as well, I think B, BT BT Sports kind of promotion of this has been stellar, and they've done it with a few like little vignettes. There's a, there's a real like stirring vignettes like uh, Drew and his other halves sort of one of like going through their own struggles of 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 getting to the top or kind of handling I think because I think his wife's a, a nurse or a doctor or something like that so it's mm. kind of a bit a bit of those sort of things um, but then you have 
Then you have, let's send Damien Priest to a Welsh farm for the weekend, <laughs> which is amazingly stupid. It's it's basically, it's all skits of, so, oh, what do you do? You wrestle, you do you? Oh, okay. I, I make cakes. <laughs> it's like, come on, let's shear the sheep. It's like, when do they first shear you, Damien? And Damien's just scowling a lot. <laughs> but it's, you know, this is the thing, right? Look. Much as BT Sport as a as an entity is a very divisive thing for some people, they have given far more of a damn than Sky Sports did for the better oh, part yeah. of a decade and a half Absolutely. when it came to having the WWE rights because they are, I mean, they are actually trying. Yeah, I mean, even with yeah, I mean, again, we're gonna have a little jaunt back over to football. It's like it's like Sheamus did a great non like WWE style promo for BT Sport when he was doing a workout session with um. I think it's Akin Fenway who used to play for Wickham Wanderers recently. Oh, the yeah, yeah. He, and, and it's just like... The freaking tank of a football player. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's asking Seamus questions and Seamus is just, he's getting more psyched up in his workout and just really kind of showing like that sort of fighting personality that we know from mm. Seamus. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's just two guys pumping iron at a gym and getting really worked up about a fight that's coming up. Even though the fight is going to be, is going to be choreographed. It's, it's like, it generally feels like a big fight moment mm -hmm. for that. And it's like, it's those little bits from BT Sports promotion side of things that you're right. It elevate, it elevates things a lot, especially for the UK event. And I, I don't recall Sky giving a, a damn about it half the time. It's like, so I just went, oh yeah, we've got content. Great. Great. The only time Sky, it's like when it was Sky, I mean, it was on Sky box office, but it's like in the early days of Capital Carnage and they promoted it with Vinnie Jones going, hello, I'm Vinnie Jones. I'm going to go fight and help Stone Cold Steve Austin. Complete with Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels soundtrack going off in the background for Capital Carnage. I remember dialing up Sky box office for that. Mate, I'm old. I was at Capital Carnage. <laughs> Uh, do you know what I remember? Here's going to show my age. Do you know what I remember doing? I listened to the one night only pay per view because we didn't have the money to be able to buy the pay per view. So I listened to it <laughs> on Scramble Vision. Yeah, because I, I was doing something that evening, so I couldn't buy it. But I got back in time and I heard the main event. And it wasn't I mean, until it came out on video I could watch it. I'm going to go on an even side tangent. I I loved old school Skybox Office, especially with the kind of your presentation starting in five minutes if you want to watch this film pick up the phone and dial now starting on skybox office one scream starting on skybox office two goodwill hunting <laughs> i don't know it's like I, I i have a soft spot for like the old the old television days before the world of streaming and stuff but that's just me yeah. anyway and hey, WWE don't, 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 don't forget how many programs sky used to get from wwe it was like what raw eventually you add smackdown into it yeah and there was like live wire metal velocity. jacked velocity heat uh, sunday night no, heat. No, no, they, did they get heat that was they, channel kind, they, they, they did they did have sunday night heat before they eventually got heat like yeah. after channel four did and whatnot and it was just you know the pay-per-views happened as it were like, it was like some pay-per-views on box office some pay-per-views were not for example it's like the survivor series deadly game tournament the one where deadly um, game. where um <laughs> Where Rock became champion for the first time. The corporate yeah, that was champion. A, yeah, corporate champion. That was on Sky. That was just on Sky Sports too, just casually. Yeah. So, oh yeah, here, 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 here is here is one of the big four pay per views, just just casually on a on a pay. -view. That was one of the first ones when the deal got redone, and it was rather than all of the pay per views being shown as part of Sky Sports, like I think it was four or six of them, one yeah. box office, and I think it was yeah. the big four most likely. But that makes sense. 
But, uh, but we do. But, but yeah, but like, but Clash at the Castle though, freaking great show. It's well worth going out of your way to watch if you if you have not seen it. Riddle yeah. v Rollins was great fun. The, the the trios women's tag was good fun as well. Also, the pre-show match was actually really good fun. So if you've not seen the pre-show six-man tag, go and watch that as well. Indeed, and I and I think at the moment it's. It's it's again. It's like I've I've watched considerably a lot more WWE. It's like I've on some of my time off from work. I've generally sat down and watched the whole of the three hour Raw, because it's so it's it's nicely paced now that you can actually watch it. Hmm. Now, is it still a little bit too long? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But but the the quality of the wrestling is good. The fact it's like I keep going around in circles. It's like things feel polished. Things feel they have they've just. They've just kind of gone, let's just do something sensible with this. And yes, there is nothing sensible about a bleached blonde, tall, moustached man kidnapping the Miz and terrorizing him on a weekly basis. But there's something, there's something there. There's something there to engage with. Because um, it's 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 SmackDown tonight, so we may get a direction of where we are kind of going next with the Universal Championship and that sort of I mean, Karrion Cross and Drew still have some issues to out. Plus, I think Karen is targeting Roman as well. Who knows? I don't know. I would assume we'll probably get like an extreme number one contenders match or something. Yeah, yeah. But- I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine it'll be Drew Karrion probably for that one. Who mm-hmm. knows? Well, even even Kevin Owens has been circling Reigns a bit because it's like he keeps telling uh, the Usos that Reigns owns him one for not getting involved in a fight with Drew the other day or the mm-hmm. other week or so forth. I don't know. But then again, it's like the it's like the Infinity Gauntlet of Triple H's signings continue i suppose we've got johnny it's like there's one more and it's probably it's like in the middle that that thing it's probably very right i don't know if Roy Wright's joining but it's just like you know you you, you know you know something big's going if very white returns but hmm. i think that's i think that's still the fever dream but you know it's, what having some of those returns it's just generally nice to see people like braun back he's decided he's had enough of controlling his narrative He's gonna. He's gonna go back to WWE. Uh, that that was the joke I was gonna make as well. Yep, he's oh. control. He's controlling his narrative, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and control control his control your narrative. Released a press statement after Braun appeared on Raw, saying saying it's all right. Braun's controlling his narrative, but it's but other people can control their narrative with us. I don't know what we're doing at the moment, but um, but we're controlling our narrative, narrative by not knowing what we're doing. <laughs> Yes, so so watch this space while I go appear on an NWA show. Buy an EC3. <laughs> Austin Aries just left there going, what? <laughs> it's like, people are, are people coming in to shout at me yet? No, Austin. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I think from there, sir, unless you've got any other thoughts you'd like to convey, I will say I did have a quick little look while we were discussing. Uh, the, the, the last two shows I'd done encompassed <laughs> SummerSlam and Quake by the Lake. There so if you go. do have any thoughts you want to convey, now you've got a platform to actually mention, which there's probably at least one thing that happened at SummerSlam I'm sure you want to mention, then uh, then I will, I will open the floor to you for a few moments. What one thing happened? Oh, the tractor. Yeah. The tractor. That was fun. That was delightful. <laughs> also, you, you may have seen it on TikToks or like shorts, but the smoothest mic catch you'll ever see from Roman Reigns. Yeah. It <laughs> it's was just, it's just so good. It's just, hold out a hand, mic. So smooth. It's, like, it's, the fact he didn't, it's the fact he didn't did a little, little wink at Brock Lesnar that you only caught on one camera angle. It's just <laughs> the, the slightest that he catches it and just a little wink. It's like it's that, so I got you, babe. smooth. I got you, babe. 
Okay, you go get your tractor. I'll go put this microphone away. It's like the coolest thing that would happen. If there's going to be a Slammy Award for the coolest moment of the year, it might just be that. Yeah. Also, also the tractor just tipping over, tipping the ring over was good fun. It's like we've had rings collapsing, but not rings being just like, you know, let's just flip it over because why the F not? Because All I'll say, mate, is just spare a thought for the fans who spent thousands of dollars to sit by that corner of the ring who then couldn't see how the main event finished. Oh, well. Nothing, nothing to do with the fact it was all on the outside anyway, but, you know. At least nothing was on fire. That's important. No, I mean, that was, that was Royal Rumble at the start of the year. Things were on fire, literally, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, but, God, but, yeah, but no, no, no. I've No, Quake at the Lake is now the shittiest title of, a pay, of an event for the year. Quake at the Lake. Are but they the, playing Quake? Are they doing fragging? Are they just getting their rocket launchers and jumping over the lake? But the Mox v. Jericho match was damn good. I will give you that. That's fine. But the name is stupid, just like Clash of the Castle. But I actually like the. They built a proper castle above the ring, Jeremy. There's an LED car. We did. We got no entrance way, but we got an LED castle above the ring. It was nice, like nice little like gangway to the ring. I thought it was quite cool. I mean, I loved, I loved the the augmented reality dragon for most of the promotion stuff. The dragon just going, "Hello, this is a match. I'm going to breathe fire on it." I liked it when they clearly <laughs> botched Roman's entrance because his his like ominous AR statue suddenly appeared outside the arena. <laughs> and then Acknowledge me, Cardiff Stadium. No, literally. And then you could there, there was like a really awkwardly long pause and they just cut to another view. They cut to like someone else, like a random fan. And then they cut back to another camera shot and suddenly the statue was inside and then Roman came out. I have to admit, there's one or two camera cuts to fans in the audience, which I felt were hilarious. There was one at the start of the women's match where they cut to a wide shot of people celebrating. And this is one guy stood there with his arms crossed, looking somewhat perturbed by what he's watching, just saying, this isn't rugby. <laughs> and then there's that one happy Irish fan during the gun for match, just going, go on, Seamus. Which is like, <laughs> that's it. That's you. That's it. That's how we do it. And all that sort of stuff. But, but yes, it's like now it's like find more find more castles, Triple H. Find more castles. You can go clash the castle in Scotland. There you go. You can have it. I mean, what I will say is this: if WWE don't start trying to run a European stadium show once a year, they'd probably be crazy because, by all accounts, a load of people travelled in for that show. Yeah, and it did really well. I don't know well, what the actual number is because obviously WWE announced the number, but I'm not sure what the actual uh, number I is. I think from reports they were kind of on the near the button for what the numbers were because they said sixty two thousand odd, and it is around that number. Hmm. So maybe maybe they were including like free tickets and stuff in that sense. I don't know, but um, hmm. no, they they weren't they weren't as fudging the numbers as they have been. So that's. Hmm. That's that's positive. Yeah, um, it's like, it's do, do it once a year, though. Like it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the argument for Mania being in in England or United Kingdom is made, but it's like the argument they go. The one of the arguments have been made are basically, well, wherever we put Mania, people are going to travel in anyway. So it's just, it's just, it just makes sense to keep it in the US because people are still going to travel. And LA next year, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big spectacle, you know, big spectacle. If a certain person. Who is the king of Hollywood might stop pretending to be or stop proclaiming himself the head of the DC cinematic universe now. <laughs> oh, yes. The, oh, oh, the rock man. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. You the know, the Adam, if you, you will. You, 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 you know the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change, Jeremy. You know this. You know I mean, this. Mate, 
the hierarchy of the DC universe has already changed. Have you listened? Have you watched the HBO news in recent times? It's like, like we've got girl. Look, okay. Look, all I'm gonna. Do, I know I'm not gonna bring up Urza Miller. I'll, I won't do. But. No. <laughs> Please don't know. <laughs> On that note, everyone, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. But it's been lovely catching up with you, good sir. Unless you have any other concluding thoughts before we wrap up this here show i will say if you haven't had a chance it is on youtube uh watch the triple h interview because i think that the triple h interview is what's triple h interview uh the one he did with uh ariel hawani for bt oh the, the the bt kind of out yeah like, thing. like like the yeah. Ni- like the 90 like the 90 minute one mm. which is good yes there are some interesting comments about AEW and oh they beat developmental it's like yeah, it's a slight rewriting of them usually rewriting history. But ignoring that little bit, there are some it's it's a really great insight into like Triple H and especially gives a, a bigger uh a bigger story behind the whole sort of heart situation of him nearly having having complete heart failure during twenty twenty one as well. So I it's think kind it was of last year's point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just it's like Triple H is is I find it fascinating to hear when he talks especially about the business and kind of try mm. it tries it. Yeah, 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 there's the WWE kind of uh spinning wheel or spin side of things to it. But it's like general things where he, when he talks about wrestling history and stuff like that, it's really, really insightful and really good. Also, Sami Zayn's Stone Cold podcast was really good. I've seen a big chunk of that. I've not had a chance to watch yeah. all of it, but it is really yeah. good fun. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of I just it's like the uh, the enthusiasm Sammy has for talking about so much matches, especially the Jackass match from this year. It's just like it's nice to see Sammy's really. It's it's just it's just having the time of his life at the moment. If you want to see something know. really good, that's really good fun, go on AEW's YouTube and just look up the AEW interviews <laughs> hosted by RJ City. <laughs> they they are wonderful. They're like, so hey. dumb. They're such dumb good fun. Like. The, the recent ones, like the Claudio one, is bad dad joke heaven. I think it's really good fun. I think what was the last one I watched? I Tony Storms might... was a good one. The, Ruby, the Ruby, Ruby Soho, the Ruby, so, the Ruby Soho one was quite fun, and I think I started watching the Regal, the William the Regal FTR one. FTR one's really good fun. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, EW, hey. Oh, it's really good fun. Ah, uh, RJ okay. City, he's a treasure. There you go. But folks, thank you very much for tuning in. They really, really appreciate it. If you've been on YouTube watching this, why don't you hit that subscribe button? If you feel so inclined, hit that like button as well. For our audio-only listeners, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you tell a friend if you enjoyed it. And once again, if you hit the subscribe button, should there be any additional audio-only bonus episodes, you will be the first to know because it will magically appear in your podcast feed. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at UK. And good sir, if they would like to drop us an email, what's the best way for them to do that? You can clothesline your emails over to us at bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk Hopefully they're not closed lines from hell, otherwise the, the mailbox will be destroyed pretty quickly. Mate, have you seen Wardlow's new clothesline that he's got? I've not seen it, but oh, Gunther's Lariat. <sighs> I mean, which one? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I, my, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but my, my, my favourite finishing move is the clothesline from hell. Mm. It's it's just it's just and I use, and I have it for my career wrestler in WWE games at all. It's just when you just live with pure velocity and then people flip. It's amazing. Mm. It's fun. Do you know what you just mentioned? Games. I just suddenly thought CM Punk's on the front cover of that video game for AEW. 
Looks like we're going to have to cut some talent from the game again. Have you heard apparently Cody's in the game? Yeah, but then again, it's like several released WWE stars were in 2K22. So it's like you can be Keith Lee in 2022 yeah. and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's give or take. Oh, it's, 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 it's almost like a, a random time capsule. <laughs> like, like this game was just going to be such a random time capsule, as it were. It's like Cody was here once. Once. <laughs> American Nightmare. Oh, no, 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 no. Dream. No, 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 not American Nightmare. The American Roller Coaster. I want that on a t-shirt. He's the American roller coaster. It's just, it's just, just a nice, nice little cartoon of Cody in the front of like a big, big top roller coaster, and Farrell mm. just snacked and going happy with happy dog. I will say this actually. Now that Roman retained the belt against Drew, the main event of Mania. Let's assume Rock's not going to be there. It has to be Cody winning the Rumble, surely. And it Cody, has to I, be Cody v Roman, surely. It'll be, it'll be Cody winning the Rumble. Whether or not, whether there's, or two not night, there's two nights of Mania, yeah. he's at the title one night and then Rock Roman the other. Possibly. We'll have to see. But yeah, I think out of everyone right now, Cody is the one taking the belt from Reigns. Mm. It's, I mean, it's it. they perfectly started the story after last year's WrestleMania, or this year's WrestleMania. Wait a minute, Jeremy. That's long-term storytelling. <gasps> oh, I think I'm going to need to lie down. Well... On that note, everyone, thank you very much for listening. How will we recover from this bombshell breaking thoughts that we've had? Bombshell breaking. I don't know what I we'll just, just said. We'll just watch more wrestling, Jeremy. That's what we do. We just go and there watch more go. wrestling. There we go. Let's go do watch, that now. Watch more wrestling. Watch and more heck, wrestling. I mean, I'll watch Rampage when it's aired like tomorrow morning at the time we're doing this. But folks, once again, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show from myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. We've been Bunker Mania. Bunkerzilla UK's official pro wrestling podcast. Until next time, take care and speak to you soon. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkerzilla originals at bunkerzilla.co.uk. Ooh.